0: Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Welcome to Show Me How Good It Gets. I'm your host, Malvika. beautiful people how are you where are you good morning good afternoon good evening wherever you are whatever you're doing thank you for clicking play on this episode as always I'm so grateful that you choose to spend your precious precious time with me in your ears I love that if you are walking somewhere driving somewhere working out cleaning your room I'm so happy to be there with you and today I want to induct you into my cult I love talking about the joys of being single. But before I even get into that, I want to send out some qualifiers. I want to I wanna say some statements. It's like the beginning of the movie when they're like, no, animals were harmed. I want to do a similar thing. I want partnership in my future. In fact, I sometimes have like pretty domestic fantasies of like being a wife and a mother. I am not a man-hater. I really do, love men, and I don't really abide by the, like, men suck narrative, because I don't think that narrative serves me. I don't think it's true. I think they're dealt, like, a different deal of cards, you know, and I think that narrative specifically makes us more likely to settle if we think, like, you know, all men suck, and, like, that's just, that's just what we've got in this life, because I have a lot of really great Friends who are guys and would make good partners to someone in the future, you know, or, you know, in in the present. But this is not that sort of episode. It's not like a men suck and we should all be single forever episode. It is, I, I really think I have a deep gratitude for every chapter of my life. And I want to spread that message and kind of show you how I put that into practice in a day to day, in a day to day way. I always think like, I don't wanna wish my life away. I don't wanna spend every day wishing and praying for something in the future. And then when I'm 40, look back on these years and be like, oh, I should have treasured that more. I, I never wanna do that. I think I have a pretty deep respect for the present and the time I'm in. I think I've always been like this. Even in high school, I remember I would walk around my high school campus every day and be like, one day I'm gonna be so nostalgic about this. I love it here. I'm going to be so nostalgic about this. And I love that I did that because now I can look back on those four years and be like, yeah, I, I lived it. I lived it up. And I, I don't really want to go back in the sense of like, I think I peaked in high school, but I, I think that was a really special time and a really special chapter. And I want to approach this chapter of my life in the same way, if that makes sense. I also don't want this episode to be me hating on relationships in the slightest or me hating on high school relationships, or people who love being in relationships, or people who really seek out romance. I don't want this episode to be like that in any way, shape, or form. Again, I just want it to be a way to express gratitude for for singledom and like and this like special part of our lives, if you're also single and listening to this. And one story I want to start out with, I was going to save this story for a Paradigm Shifts episode, but... It just happened and I really want to share it. So, I was in New York with two of my best friends from college last week. It was such a special trip to me. I just really needed a break after completing the first year of my PhD. Woohoo! And we went to New York. We shared the small little hotel room together, had the most perfect five days, just talked so much. These are two friends, Kyle and Annie, that I lived with during the pandemic. And I really think once you've lived with friends, you have a really deep sort of friendship. Um, and you're just so comfortable around each other. And that's exactly what we are. And we can just really talk about everything under the sun. And it was so special. It was so reflective. It was beautiful. And anyone who knows how many anxious thoughts I had near the end of graduation about my friendships changing, like <laughs> I wish I could just go back and tell that girl, like, it's going to be okay. Because we had... Such an amazing trip. Anyways, one of the evenings on the trip, we talked about what we would go back and tell our 18-year-old selves. And we each kind of went around and said what we would say if we had, like, a few minutes with our 18-year-old selves. And then I asked, like, what if you could only say 10 words? 10 words or less to your 18-year-old self, what would you say? And we all went around and said that. Mine was along the lines of, like, you become... Everything you want to become, I think. It was something like that. My longer version was, like, please focus more on all your friendships and not your best friend that you have a huge crush on. That is, like, kind of debilitating for you right now. Anyways, (laughs) that aside. God, should I cut that out? No, no, I'm going to keep that in. Because it's vulnerable and it's honest. Um, Yeah, we all went around and we, like, said what we would say to our 18-year-old selves. Kyle said, he would say, you made it just like those three words, and I thought that was so powerful, and one thing about my friend Kyle, he is so not like woo-woo, spiritual, manifesty, delusional, like I am, okay, I'm crazy, he's very like rooted in science, and anytime I say anything, he's like, come on, like, you know, he's like that, but after he said that, he was like, what if that's what our 30-year-old selves would tell us now, And I literally had tears in my eyes. First of all, because he never says stuff like that, which means I've really affected him. (laughs) And second of all, because I just thought that was such a beautiful, powerful thought. And I think think that's so true. And I think that about every part of my life, like the anxieties I have about my academic career, my professional career, the anxieties I have about finding someone romantically, right? And so that's what I'd want to delve into today. My ethos around dating and living, wanting a romantic relationship in the future is I live like I have that guaranteed. I live like someone has told me and guaranteed that in the next 10 years, I'm going to find the love of my life that I'm obsessed with and a relationship that is healthy and a beautiful partnership. I kind of live like that's guaranteed for me. And a few episodes back, I talked about my friend Ria, who is one of my favorite people alive. And she was just living her life, going on a trip to Mexico for spring break with her best friends, and that's when she met her boyfriend. Just being herself, living her life, and I really abide by that life philosophy. I think that's just such a beautiful way to live your day-to-day. And I want to make this episode kind of ingrain that in you too, because it's something I get so many DMs and questions about is this idea of, like, how do you love being single? This was a huge intro, but I want to say that I have the longest note ever on my phone for an individual episode that I've ever had of just really tangible tips and tricks and things I think to enjoy and to love being single. This is going to be a little bit of, like, a scatterbrained episode, but these are just all my thoughts on it. And I hope you get something out of it. If you need to, save this episode, come back to it, and re-listen till... These become kind of like intrinsic thoughts of your own. Please do that. And I'm really proud of this list I put together. So I hope I'm proud of this episode too. Okay. Again, I'm going to start off by saying I have deep gratitude for every chapter of my life. And I hope that one day when I'm in a partnership, I have really deep gratitude for that too. Because that's one of my favorite things about myself. So again, this is not a diss at anyone in a relationship or who got in a relationship young or anything like that. I really don't want this to be an us versus them sort of thing. I just think being single needs a new PR manager and I am here. I'm here to report for duty, okay? My first favorite thing about being single is my thoughts and my choices are my own. What does that mean in practice? When I say my thoughts are my own, I mean that when I'm in a relationship, every time I think something, I'm like, oh my God, I should tell this person and see what they think even if it's like I want to watch this TV show or like I'm loving the song right now or what PhD program do I want to go to? Anything, any thought I have, I'm like, I wonder what they would think about this. And sometimes it's an amazing, beautiful thing to have someone who is a person you want to bounce all your thoughts off of. I think that's amazing. I love doing that. But sometimes I also think it can make your brain a little clouded because I've been in relationships where I already know what the other person is thinking or what they would think about one of my opinions or one of my actions, and I slightly subconsciously change my behavior accordingly. I'm gonna give you some examples of where I see this in practice, where I've seen it in my own life, in my friends' lives, but let's say you're 24, and you've always had this itch to go to grad school, to get your master's in fashion journalism. You've always had this itch, you wanna to move to New York and do this thing, okay? And if you're in a relationship with someone who loves the city you're in, let's say you're living in Seattle, and he's like, yeah, uh, I don't really like New York. I don't really get fashion journalism. You're kind of going to stifle that part of yourself. And maybe stifle isn't the right word, but you're kind of going to push that part of yourself down subconsciously because you're like, yeah, yeah, fashion journalism, not that's stupid. New York, I don't need to be in New York. I love Seattle. You know, You kind of tell yourself these narratives subconsciously, versus if you're 24 and you're single and you're just like, oh my God, you know what I've had this itch to always do? I've always wanted to go to New York and study fashion journalism. And you're just, I think a little more likely to seek out people who've done that and talk to them or to apply because your thoughts and your thought patterns are your own. And that was like, I was trying to give an example that wasn't my own life, Um, but things like that. I remember even when I was applying to PhD programs, When I was early in the process, I was seeing someone and every program I looked at, I kind of somewhere in the back of my head had like, what would they think about this program and the city and that it's in and would they ever be in the city and, you know, maybe I don't need to apply here and things like that, which is as much as finally it didn't affect any of my decisions, I had some thoughts here and there. And I think that's normal and that's natural, especially when you're in a relationship with someone you like or you love. I think that's a pretty normal part of being in a relationship. And then not only are your thought patterns your own, when you're single, your choices are your own. I mean, I can choose what TV show I want to watch one evening. So small choices like that or much bigger choices like, where do we want to go for this trip? Whose family do we want to spend Thanksgiving with? I've been thinking about that actually a lot recently because my... Mom's side, we do this big extended family trip on Thanksgiving, and I was thinking about how I'm so fond of them, and I'm so close to my parents, I love spending time with my family, and one day, eventually, I'm probably going to have a partner and kids, and I won't get to spend every Thanksgiving with my family, you know, you have to eventually make sacrifices. And I, I want to be a good partner in the future and make sacrifices. But right now, I love that my life is my own and my choices are my own. That brings me so much joy. I can wake up and decide where I want to go get bagels, what I want to spend my Sunday doing, which city I want to travel to, which friends I want to see. I love that that sense of freedom. And I think freedom is often talked about in uh, in a way of like monogamy you know but I always think of freedom as this idea of like what is your brain doing what are what do you really want to do I think you get to really figure out yourself and what you want to do when you're single and really figure out what it's like to live on your own or like live with roommates or things like that I think it just gives you more time and space and intellectual freedom and emotional freedom and I think that's not talked about a lot. And second thing, spontaneity. I think, and this may be a hot take, but I think being single just has way more room for spontaneous fun. Someone calling you at 6 p.m. and being like, I have an extra ticket to this concert at 7.30. Let's go. I think things like that just happen more when you're single. Spontaneous fun. And I also wrote in my notes app, possibility. You go for a night out when you're single and it's like anything can happen. You can meet someone who knocks your socks off. Possibility is a beautiful feeling. And I will say I also love the feeling of stability and consistency. And that's something I do love about a relationship. But there's something about like that sparkly, what's going to happen? Who am I going to talk to? Not even in just like a romantic way, but there is, there is something there, something to be said about that. I also have in my notes, it just says flirting is fun, and I believe that. I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but I do think that's a fun part of being single. I think flirting is fun, and I think, of course, that's something you can only do when you're single. And I would say embrace that. I think that also ties into this idea of possibility. I think those are two very intertwined things. Okay. Okay. Next, I want to talk about, this was kind of hard for me to figure out how I'm going to articulate. So I decided I would wing it. So I'm now going to wing it. But when I am in a relationship, it feels like my emotions and my emotional universe is not just my own. And what I mean by that is right now, I'm single right now. And if I have a bad day, It's my bad day. It's a bad day because of someone in my life or something that's happened or something I've messed up on. It's my bad day. Versus have you ever been in a relationship and you are having a great day. You're doing amazing. You're having a jolly good time and something happens in your partner's day that's ruined their mood. So now your mood is kind of ruined. (laughs) Do you know what I'm talking about? I just don't think that happens when you're single. Even if your friend is having a bad day or something, I just don't think it alters your universe as much. Okay. I would ask myself this question if I were you and I was single and dreading it, okay? I would ask myself how many relationships around me, I'm talking real people, not celebrities, how many relationships around me are relationships I'm actually envious of? How many of them are relationships I would actually want to be in and that would actually make my life better? make me better. Because I think that's what a relationship should be, right? It should be a value add of some sort. It should be like the value add is joy or I I don't know, something else. (laughs) I don't know why that's the only thing I think of, but I think a really common value add for people is comfort. And I think that's amazing. I like to think it should be comfort and at least one more thing, because I think sometimes we can stay in things because it's just comfortable. I think at least comfort and joy should be two pretty basic needs. Um, But how many relationships around you are you actually like, wow, that is serving both of them and I really want a partner like that. I have a couple people. I have a couple people in my life where I'm like, yeah, that is a relationship I would actually love to have, but it's not all of them. Let me tell you, it's actually maybe like 2% of the relationships I see in real life. I'm like, wow, that is something. Most of the time, I'm like, whew, you guys are spending that much emotional bandwidth on that? Like, usually, especially, like, in my age group, I'm not that enamored by other people's romantic relationships. And again, not celebrities, okay? Don't go down this rabbit hole of, like, these people on TikTok look so happy together. Because that's just a whole other can of worms about comparison and online stuff that I don't even want to get into right now. Okay. Next, I wanna talk about something that my mom told me so much growing up that I think about, I kid you not, every single day. She told me, if you wanna go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. And I think about this every day because right now I'm in the phase of my life where I am going fast, where I am trying to build something for myself, build a name for myself. I'm you know, getting my PhD, I'm traveling a lot, I want to go see my friends, I, I wanna build something, even like this podcast. I wouldn't be sitting here doing this on a Saturday morning, probably if I had a partner in my home that I wanted to go get bagels with. And I'm, and that's just me being honest. Like I, I think this is the phase of my life where I want to be selfish. If you've read the defining decade, um, it's a really popular book among 20 year olds. She talks about your twenties are your selfish years. It's the years you're building something. And I, I really think later on in my life, I'm, I'm going to want to settle down. I'm going to want to slow down. But right now, that's just not something I want. And that's okay. Because Oprah says this all the time. She says you can have everything you want, just not all at once. And I think right now is my phase to focus on different things and different sources of joy and of pleasure. And eventually, I hope partnership is one of them. I just don't find myself craving it right now. If it comes along, great. But I'm not out seeking it, if that makes sense. Okay. My friendships are just different when I'm single. They are. Okay. They are just a little fuller. And I hope, I hope and pray that I can keep this level of closeness and fullness in my next relationship. But often it changes up a little bit, at least a little bit. And that's fine. And that's a trade I've been willing to make in the past. But I think one thing I love doing when I'm single is really pouring all that love I would be giving another person into myself and my friends and my work. And I think, especially if you're post-breakup right now, let me tell you, post-breakup, everyone hates. I love it. Every time someone has a breakup, I'm like, oh my God, congratulations. I don't actually say that, but let me tell you why, right? Because time is our only limited resource as humans. It's our only limited resource. And when someone breaks up with you or when you break up with someone, you just got so much more time and you just can fill that time with your friends, your work, yourself. And I think that's super cool. I think that's fun. I love that feeling of being like, oh my God, I just opened up an hour a day. Like I just unlocked something. It feels like you've leveled up in a game. And that's not like toxic positivity. I after every breakup, I've been sad. So I, I, I want to share that as well. Okay, I will say if you are single, you should make single friends especially if you're kind of dreading going out with your coupled friends or anything like that. I think it becomes really helpful. I have not done this myself. I just, when I went on the trip with Kyle and Annie, they're both in things right now. And honestly, I think all of my close friends in Chicago are in relationships, but I, I'm fine with that because, Right now, I don't, like, feel like shit about it. But I'm saying if you do feel like, oh, my God, I'm single, and you're, like, really dreading it, and you hate going out with your friends because of it, make single friends. Go out with single girlfriends. It'll change your attitude about it. And you get so close to your other single friends when you're single. Just trust me. Trust me. Sorry, I burped. Sorry if you could hear that. Okay. Whew. Okay. I, I wrote in my notes, not in my sharing era, and that's unselfish, but again, we talked about the selfish thing. And by sharing era, I don't mean like food, although I do kind of mean that. Or I'm not talking like the bed or closet space, even though those are all nice things. I'm talking money, time, weekends, holidays, these things that you don't get back. That stuff is precious. And to share that with someone is, a, is an amazing thing, but it also means compromise and sacrifice and there's going to be a point in your life where you have to choose between your partner's friend's wedding and your friend's wedding or something like that. That was an example but you're going to have to make compromise and make sacrifice later in your life and right now you get to be in a phase where you have to do less of that and I think that's awesome. Like I don't understand how people don't find that to be like a really exciting thing that your life is just really really your own your money, your time, your weekends, your holidays, all these resources are your own. I think that's powerful. And, you know, when you do end up finding your person, if that's what you want, and it goes well, you never get this phase back. And I always think, like, I can have that phase for the rest of my life if, you know, all goes well, knock on wood. But I won't get this phase back. So I really try to have deep appreciation for this part of my life. The next thing I want to talk about is pangs. The pangs of, man, I wish I had a boyfriend, or man, I wish I had a girlfriend. Man, I wish I just had someone in my bed right now. Man, I wish I had someone to go get bagels with. I love being single. Do I get those pangs? Yes. Oh, my God, absolutely I do. I get them sometimes, like, if I'm at a concert. Uh, I get them a lot on weekend mornings, you just have to know when those often happen to you and plan accordingly. And I'm also not saying those pangs are bad, right? Like also when I'm in a relationship, sometimes I get pangs of like, hmm, what, if it was, what if I was single right now? What would I do tonight if I was single right now? And that's also not bad. I don't think that's like a grass is always greener on the other side sort of thing. I, I genuinely think like humans have fleeting emotions. I have a lot of friends in happy, healthy relationships who are like, yeah, sometimes I wonder what it would be like to be single. I don't want to let this person go and I wake up and I choose them every day and it's not like a, a cheating feeling or anything like that but it's humans have feelings and both humans do you know people who are single and people who are partnered and I honestly kind of want to make a separate episode entirely about what to do when your friends are in really different stages and phases of your life so many of my close friends are like about to move in with a partner I have a lot of older friends too because of grad school and We're just in different phases of our life. And that's also important. It's important to not let the city girls on the streets versus wifed up divide ruin your friendships. And you know what? I'm just gonna make a separate episode about that entirely because I feel really strongly and passionately about that as well. But know when your pangs are, schedule accordingly. Like for me, often Sunday mornings, I'll do something. Saturday morning, right now, as I'm recording this, I'm recording this because this for me is like, oh, I probably wouldn't do this if there was someone else over. I was spending time with them. So I, I fill that time with other things that bring me a lot of joy and make me feel like, wow, I'm so lucky to be doing this. I love that feeling. Okay. (sighs) I wrote down, so okay, my notes are so funny because sometimes I read it. I'm like, who wrote this? I don't know what this means, but there are so many typos in the sentence. Oh, you can meet your person when you're 24 and only have had a couple years of adult singlehood this is interesting, right? Because some people would love to meet their person at 24 and just be set. So this is a very person to person thing. But for me, I feel like one day I will meet my person and that could be tomorrow. And that could be eight years from now. And no matter when it is, I will look back on this time fondly. And if I meet my person tomorrow, I'll probably look back at this time and be like, wow, I only had like a couple really short periods of adult singlehood where I was making my own money, I had my own place and I was single and I was independent. And even if I have five or six years of it, even if I have 10 years of it, I'll look back and be like, wow, that was like a really special phase. And recently, again, on my New York trip, I was talking to my two friends and I asked them like, would you rather find your person at 17 or would you rather find your person at 30? And I know a lot of people listening would say 17. And I, I, that's cool. For me, my answer would be 30. I love figuring myself out and I love being independent in my 20s and having my thoughts to myself and my choices to myself and being able to make my own pathways and opinions that aren't really shaped by one person in particular. And I didn't want to put this piece of advice at the front of the episode because I know this really varies person to person. I know a lot of people in my own personal life that would say, 17, for sure. I want it out of the way. I didn't want to do any of that. I hate the dating apps, da-da-da-da. But I don't know. My answer is 30. And maybe there's one person listening who would also have that answer. And for me, asking myself that question has been a really grounding force and a really good reminder that like I'm on my dream path and everyone's path is their own and it's I, I have trouble talking about this because I know everyone's path is their own you know so I don't want to make any big generalizations but that question has just helped me for me it's 30 okay I want to talk about some really tangible things now I, I've tried to make this episode as a whole tangible I don't want to make it too woo-woo I want to make it grounded and rooted and hardcore okay here's my theory. The more stuff you have going on, the hotter you are. You just have this like fun girl energy on you. The more stuff you have going on. You know how horrible it is, how absolutely horrible it is to go out with someone and they're like, I'm gonna have a horrible night if a guy doesn't flirt with me. Or like, I'm gonna have a horrible night if like a girl doesn't make out with me. Those people are the worst to go out with. In fact, I don't go out with them. I really hate being friends with them because it's like, God, shut up. Just enjoy yourself. Right? Versus The people you meet that are like, I have this plan, then we're going to go to karaoke, who's coming? Like, the people who are just fun energy. I love being around those people. You meet someone, they're like, okay, I have a brunch plan, and then you want to go here, and then you want to come back to my place and watch a movie. Like, they just have ideas, they have fun, they have stuff going on. And I'm not saying stuff going on like you're too busy to hang out with anyone. I'm saying, like, I love my work. I love my trips with my friends. I have built my life for me. And a lot of times when people meet me, I know that's like something they really like about me or something that they find attractive about me. And I would with someone too, you know how horrible it is to talk to someone and you see them like swiping on a dating app while you're talking to them. Oh my God. It's actually like my biggest puppy scrolling on their phone of any kind. But if you're just like at a dinner with someone and there's a lull and they check their phone and they they've Hinge notifications on or they're swiping, you're like, Oh my God, come on. First of all, turn dating app notifications off. Please, everyone, God, for God's sakes. But that's a, that's a separate thing. I just think it's so much more fun when you meet someone, and this is like not romantic, but when you meet someone like to be friends with and they're just like, yeah, I love my life right now. I have all this stuff going on. I've created like this expansive, beautiful life for myself. And I love it. I want to be around those people. Those people are attractive to me. So the more stuff you have going on, the hotter you are, remember that. And lastly, I want to leave you guys with my mantra, open heart, open mind. The best thing about being single is I can say yes, say yes, say yes. People ask me to come to something, I say yes. People ask me to meet new people, I say yes. I think that's fun. I think that spontaneity, that possibility, just really lean into it. And listen to this episode, how many ever times you need to really internalize this. Open heart, open mind, say yes, say yes, say yes. Say that to yourself. And when you walk into anywhere, be someone who you would want to be with, platonically or romantically. Be someone who you would wanna be friends with, who you would want to be around. That is the best. Water seeks its own level, right? Like we're all gonna end up with people on our level. If we, if we wanna rise that level, now I'm getting woo-woo again, but like if we want an amazing partner, we have to be the kind of person who an amazing partner would want to be with. Does that make sense? And I think about that a lot. I think about the fact that I wouldn't want my partner just like so desperately searching for just someone. I want them to be like, yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to find someone great because that's how I feel. And I think that's special. Alrighty, now this episode is 30 minutes long and I try to make these episodes a little more bite-sized, like a little fun snack. So I'm going to stop it here. Again, I really did not want to offend anyone with this episode. Some of my favorite people in the world found their person very young. And I think that's awesome. So I just shared some of the things that get me through the little, the little slumps of being single, the little pangs of being single. I wanted to share what I just love about it because I really do think it is the greatest gift you can give yourself, is that time to figure out who you are, to be independent. I think it's awesome. I really, really do. Okay. I love you guys. If any part of this episode resonated, if you have questions, comments, concerns, please DM me. Um, This actually, this episode was inspired by a TikTok comment in particular that was like, oh my God, please help me get rid of my anxious thoughts while I'm single. So if this is you listening, I hope it helped. Thank you all so much. I just adore you guys. And I love when you guys DM me, by the way. So continue doing that. You're the best. Thank you for spending time with me. I hope whatever activity we're doing for the past 30 minutes has been successful and I hope you have the best weekend ever. Okay. Bye. Love you. And that's a wrap. Thank you guys for hanging out with me and listening to this week's episode. If you want more, follow at show me how good it gets podcast. I read all the DMs I get on there. And then my personal Instagram account is at MalvikaBot and my TikTok is at MalTalks. If you're listening on Spotify, please leave us a rating, preferably a five-star rating. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, I hope you can write us a fun little review and write us there as well. Once again, thank you guys for hanging out. See you next week. Bye-bye.